Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 19 to the verse number 23, we stand to honor God in the reading of God's word. Galatians 5, 19 to 23, we start new series today and I'm so glad that we had an amazing time with the flow. I'm even enjoying the whole teaching of the flow. Come on, clap your hands now. Read together Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 19. The verse number 20 reads, the Bible says, I want to go now. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Father, speak right now in the language you understand in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before you are there, tell somebody, character matters. Character matters. So, we are going to talk about character. Say, character matters. No, you're not. You're, you're not. Say, character matters. Character matters. Be seated. First, second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. Second Peter 1 and 3. The Bible says, what? Second Peter 1 and the verse number 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Jump to verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. Add to your faith what? Virtue, and to virtue, Knowledge. I take one more scripture. Matthew chapter 7, 16 to 20. Matthew 7, 16 to 20. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth Evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Verse 19 says, Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. I speak to you on the subject, character matters. It is important that we teach on this to balance and to Bring spiritual direction and focus, audacity, power to the oil and the anointing. There's just been so much flow and so many things that God is doing and that God has done that it requires the audacity of building godly character to maintain it. Often time we are so focus on getting the breakthrough, but it's not all about getting the breakthrough, it's about maintaining it. Having the power, the potency, the audacity, the grace to maintain the flow of the oil and to maintain that which God is released into your life and to require godly character. So we want to talk about character matters. Character, according to Merriam-Webster, dictionary is, is defined as the way someone thinks, feels, or behaves. The way someone thinks, feels, and behaves. So if you see the order of arrangement, according to Merriam-Webster, character starts with your thinking. Oftentimes we, we look at the behavior. The behavior is a manifestation of what you are thinking. It, 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 the focus is not the behavior. Yeah, 
You're offended by their behavior. But that is just one thing. But it starts with your thinking. The way one thinks. Tell somebody, I'm very concerned about the way you are thinking. I'm very concerned about the way you're thinking. Come on, say, 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 say the problem is your thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you are concerned about your behavior, then you got to get to the root of this by dealing with the way they think. Character, according to me on Webster, is the way someone thinks. The way they, they, they see things, their viewpoint, their thoughts, their thought processes, what is going on in their mind, their perception. How they are processing what is going on, the atmosphere and everything that's happening. They are thinking. The problem, the battlefield, where you start to win, where you start to shape your character, start with the processes of your thoughts. Your thinking. Number one, then it says feels. So, so it started with your thinking. And that thinking shapes you and brings you to a certain kind of feeling. Hence, a certain behavior. So, it is the way someone thinks, feels, and then behaves. So, the behavior is the last thing. The first thing is the thinking. The first thing is the thoughts. Then the feeling. Because your thought can give you certain kind of feeling. How many of you are there and some thought can come to your mind and you start to cry? Or you, or you get excited. Okay, you get excited. Can I say my hands right now? You get excited. Get excited. Some thought hit your head and you suddenly you're excited. Your feeling changed because your thought is changing. And then by that you act and then behave. Character is also a set of qualities that makes a place or a person different from the other place or other things or the other person. It is the set of qualities. The qualities that one carries, that one possesses, that makes you stand out, that differentiates you, that makes you different from the other person or the other atmosphere. The qualities that set you apart. That makes you unique. That differentiates you from the rest. Your character sets you apart. The character of this place. Put all of us into appreciating this place. Better than where we were before. But this place has a character. This atmosphere has a character. It's spacious, it's nice, good atmosphere, good air. Are you with me at all? It's a, there's a character of this building that differentiates this place from where we were before. The same is true for your life. The character that you possess, the qualities that you possess that makes you unique and different from the other. What makes you stand out is really your character. It's really the qualities of the character you possess. It, 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 it is what differentiates you from the rest. Watch this. Character matters because it is the raw material of life out of which we either construct a temple or by negligence create a trash of heap. So, Character is a raw material out of which we construct a temple, a building, a holy place. Your body is the temple. So character is a raw material out of which we construct a temple, a holy place, a good place. Or by negligence, we create a heap of trash or garbage. So, your character 
forms a temple or it forms garbage. And so if your life is full of garbage or a heap of trash, it's as a resource of the raw material by which you are building. And if your life is a temple, it's an awesome place, a beautiful place, a sacred place, a good place, an amazing place, a beautiful, powerful place where healing takes place, where there's miracles, where there is power, where there's the evidence of God's awesome presence in your life. It's because you use the good raw materials of character to build a temple. You can either be a temple or can be a heap of trash. Character is a raw material out of which we build a temple. Tell somebody, you are either building a temple or you are building or you are raising a heap of trash. Tell somebody, tell somebody, I, I, I want to talk to you about this right now. What, 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 what are you raising? What are you building? Say, so what are you building? Are you building a temple or a heap of trash? May God grant us the grace not to raise a heap of trash or heap of garbage, but may we build a temple of treasure. Because there's a difference between treasures and garbage. The devil is a liar. May we build temples. You're clapping. And second house one. Now watch this. Character is rooted in the heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. The Bible says, Keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. As a man thinketh not in his head. In his heart, you can't deceive your heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart come at the issues of life. The Bible says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place, except he that has clean hands and a pure heart. The state of your heart is actually your character. You can't pretend. You can lie to everybody, but you can't lie to the state of your heart. You know your heart. You know your heart. You know the condition of your heart. The, the character is also the revelation of the state of your heart. Where your heart is, the condition of your heart. Is your heart sick or your heart is healed? Is your heart cleansed or your heart pure? I'm not just talking about the mind thinking. I'm talking about your heart. The purity of your heart. The state of your heart. It is the inside of your heart that character is rooted. The Holy Spirit, watch this. The Holy Spirit, according to the New Testament, gives us two things. There are two powerful things that the Holy Spirit will give you when you become a child of God. Number one, he gives you the gifts. His gifts. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. The gift of manifestations. Yeah. First Corinthians 12 and a verse number four. The Bible says, now there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirits continue. And there are differences in administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of oppression, but the same God which working in all. Verse 7. Verse 7 said, But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So the first thing that the Holy Ghost gives you as a child of God, he gives you gifts. 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 Thank God for gifts. Oh my God, and I've seen some very powerful gifted people. Anybody gifted in the house right now? Anybody believe you are gifted? You're clapping and singing house. My God, I've seen gift by the grace of God in my own life. God has manifested a lot of gift. And there are many of you that are so gifted by 
by the Holy Spirit when EWC Lab stood here and sang miracles I look at them like wow these guys are just gifted anybody agree that EWC life is just gifted so much gift so much gift of the Holy Ghost and I want to thank God for all the gifts upon your life I want to thank God for the gift of miracles the gift of the working of miracles the gift of healing the gift of prophecy the gift of tongues interpretation of tongues the gift of faith anybody knows that you are gifted the reason why you go through stuff is because you are gifted there is gift upon your life you carry a gift you carry precious gift what you carry is what the Holy Ghost deposited in you and I want to thank God that the Holy Ghost did not deny you that you have not been denied of your gift and don't tell me prof I don't have a gift the Bible said he that say he has not what he has shall be taken from him because once you get born again he gives gift the Bible says when he ascended on high he gave gift unto men there is gift upon your life you are gifted to sing gifted to preach gifted to give gifted to win soul gifted to be a prayer warrior a prayer addict can somebody clap their hands for the gift of God upon your life tell somebody I am gifted come on Lord I am gifted Lord I say I am gifted come on smile and tell someone aren't you gifted you are so gifted the devil is a liar number two the Holy Spirit does not only give gifts he also gives fruits fruits Galatians 5 22 to 23 the Bible says but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. The gifts are the tools but the fruits is the end product. The gifts are the tools we work with but the fruits is who we are. And oftentimes, there's a confusion about who you are and what you are. There's a difference between who you are and what you are. Who you are is your fruits. What you are is your gifts. You cannot separate yourself from who you are. Who you truly are is your fruits. By the way, we never know the difference in some trees until it starts to bear fruits. All trees at the beginning when they are planted looks the same. All three at the beginning when they are growing looks the same. As a matter of fact, the tares and the wheat looks the same. Tell somebody there's no difference between all of us. Tell somebody as a matter of fact, right now, as we are sitting quietly and we are on Sunday morning church service and everybody's calm and cool and gentle and you are in your Sunday service best self with your best dressing your best attire your best perfume your best everything my God there's no difference between anybody here because at the beginning when it's planted as a tree we don't know the difference the difference comes when the fruits begin to show up it is the fruit that says uh, this is a tear uh, or this is a wheat uh, is a fruit uh, that will show uh, that this mango uh, and this is tree uh, is a fruit uh, that reveal uh, whether it's apple uh, and even it's apple uh, there are different kinds of apple uh, even it's berries uh, there are different kinds of berries uh, the devil is a liar uh, that we are Christians uh, that's not me uh, we are the same uh, it is your fruit uh, that differentiates it's your fruit that reveals who you are whether you are apple banana mangoes orange or berries the devil is a liar 
the more we build fruit, the more we reveal fruit, the more we show fruit, the more we reveal the potency of our character. May we not be focused on the tools, but may we focus on the fruit. The gift is the tool you work with, but the fruit is who you are. Oh, your clapping is sick in the house. 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 Come on, turn to somebody and say the gift is your tool, but the fruit is who you are. Tell somebody, I'm not going to define you by what tool you carry, by what gift you got. You are bigger than your gift. You are stronger than your gift. Beyond your gift, there is a man carrying the gift. I'm not just interested in the gift. I want to know who is carrying the gift, who is manifesting the gift, who is operating the gift, who is moving the gift. The devil is a liar. You are not known by your tool. A carpenter is not known by his tool, but he is known by his character. My prayer for you is that you are not focused on your tool, that you miss who you are. You are bigger than your tool. You are stronger than your gift. You are gifted. But beyond your gift, who are you? Come on, clap your hands. Walk with me. Come up, sis. Come up here. Run to me, runner. Come up here. Come on, keep on clapping. Come on, keep on clapping. Let's work this together. Let's try and do something right now. Come on, keep on, come on, come on, keep on clapping. Come on, keep on clapping. I love to do illustration. Can I do a quick illustration right now? Can, can, can you work with me? Come on, eat up. Shall you clap your hands? Thank you very much. Come on, let's thank God for these guys. They are going to help me with the word. The devil is a liar. I said the gift is your tool. Right now, there's a man here. He's a carpenter. Come on, come here. He looks so well dressed. How many of you love the carpenter? By the way, we are in the prayer factory. Everything in the factory, it works. Come on, tell somebody, I am the carpenter right now. Look at him right now. Look at his dressing. He's the best dressed carpenter of all time. Thank God for Anthony the carpenter. Now Anthony comes and Anthony want to make this table. His focus is this table. Look at him his aim is to build a table so he comes with his tools this are his tools can you lift up your toolbox this everything is in this everything is in this when you open this bag there are <laughs> what is that hammer okay is God. What is this? Plier. So this is a word. The word of God is hammer. He's gifted to preach. Anybody gifted to preach right now? Anybody gifted to preach right now? So this is what? His, 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 his ability to preach. That's a gift. He's gifted to preach. The prophetic. It cut through. Do you not know that the woman resisted Jesus until Jesus revealed one prophetic and she and he cut through? Can I can I get a clap for the gift of the prophet? How many love the prophetic giftings? Come on right now. Come on right now. Come on right now. He has he has some nails. Worship does it for you. When you get worship, he nails it. Anybody can sing in the house right now. Anybody's gifted to sing in the house. Come on, clap your hand. That's it. He's got some some tools. The nails. My God. What is this one? The drill. Prayer will be your drill, maybe. Anybody can pray in the house. Any prayer warrior in the house right now. Come on and clap. He's gifted to pray. Okay. This what? Screwdriver. My God, what will screwdriver be? Come on, what will screwdriver be? What? The gift of administration. Okay, screwing some stuff together. Whatever it is, it's a gift. You see, you see, you see, you see. 
these are carpenter Anthony's tools. And they are loud. Come here, sir. He has tools. Pick up your tool. Bring your tool. Carry it. Just carry it. Carry it. Because there are many of you, every day, you carry your tools. Carry your gifts. Now, 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 the danger is when you are known only by your gift. The Bible says, Naaman was a general. He was gifted. The Bible said, he was so gifted that by him, there's been so much mighty victories. But there was a servant that was close to Naaman. That what others couldn't see, that servant could see it. So whereas the whole world saw him as a general, the best carpenter of all time because he's got tools, he's properly dressed. There was a servant in the house that saw that after the general, the gifted man has done all the gifting stuff, when he gets home and removes his garment, his gift, and drops down the weapon, and drops the prophetic, the preaching, the prayer, when he drops it down, he sees a man with leprosy on him and says, Sir, I know you are a general and you are gifted, but there is this thing in your body that if it's not fixed, he was a leper. Anybody gifted but got some bats in your life? See, you see, if you don't deal with the bats off your life, servants will advise you. People who don't have the right to talk to you will talk to you anyhow because it gets to a point where your gift doesn't do it for people. People want to know who you are. What leprosy are you carrying? My prayer for you is that God will help you heal your leprosy. So, my God, you're clapping. So, 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 this is a gifted guy. Between these gifts, these tools, and this table, there's a distance. Because the tools alone don't make a table. Yeah. So come. If you want to give him a contract to build you a table, do you look for Somebody with tools. Or you look beyond somebody with tools. It, 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 it cannot be just tools. That you, that you got tools doesn't mean I'll give you a contract to build me a table. Beyond the tools, I need to know your fruits. I need to know whether your yes is your yes. Your no is your no. So, so I need to know whether I need, I need to know whether when I say look up, it means look up. It doesn't mean look down. I need to know whether you lie or you don't lie. I need to know what character you build. I need to because tools alone don't build tables. So beyond the tools, I got to know this guy for myself. So the tools are the gift, but the fruit is what he said, who he is. And so if his yes is yes, then I'm going to give it to him because I am not beaten and interested by the tools. I got to be interested by his yes being his yes and his not being no because there's a combination between the tool and the person that will produce this. Tools alone cannot produce this. There must be a marriage between character and gift for tables to be made. Tools alone don't build tables. I cannot give tools what to do. I give Anthony what to go. It's a who, not a what. It's a fruits and not a gift. I did not hire the tools. I hired the person. Many are in church with their toolbox and their gifts. And they are scaring everybody with their gifts. If you talk kalabado to saya, wallahi panama kuduma saya. Shh. Quiet. 
Everybody goes quiet. Because they are too gifted. You open your mouth. I will lead the choir right now. Do you know I lead the worship? Quiet. Why didn't you come to church early? Prof! Are you asking me for accountability? Quiet! I play the keyboard. I won't show up on Sunday. What about the prophets? That in the name of I see, I see. You dare not. There's a difference between tools and fruits. The gift is a tool. The fruit is who you are. Gift alone don't build tables. It is you plus your gift. You plus your tools equals table. Please take it easy. I can't separate you from who you are. Don't intimidate me with your tools. Let's talk about who you are. Because it doesn't matter be a marriage between the tools and the person for tables to be made. My prayer for you is that your character will match your gift. Your fruit will match. May God cause your fruit to match your gift. You're clapping the sick in the house right now. Watch this. So Jesus said, by their fruits, you shall know them. Not by their gifts. Not by their tools. Not by what weapons they carry. Tell somebody, I know you are gifted. But, but I want to talk to you right now. Say, so who are you? Say, so who are you? Say, so I've been meaning to talk to you about this for some time now. Say, so who are you? Your gift is your ability, but your fruit is your credibility. Ability must marry credibility for doors to open and doors to remain open. Ability must match credibility for tables to be produced. You are not producing stuff because you have ability but don't have credibility. If you give opportunity to lead the choir, you are gifted too much that you are gifted to destroy the choir. I hear people say, but prof, how come? I say, how, how come? How come? You, you continue to ask how come because you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know something? Sit down two minutes. You know something? Do you know that Paul, I, I love Paul, that, that guy was dangerous. Paul was talking about in the book of First Corinthians, Paul started to talk about the gifts in First Corinthians chapter 12. And, and my God, the Corinthian church was the most dangerous church. There's never a church like the Corinthian church. So gifted, but someone will go and sleep with his father's wife. Anybody know that giftedness is not equal to spirituality? And I can be gifted and not be spiritual. Clapping the screen right now. And, and, so, and so Paul decides to talk about the gifts in chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. So the whole of chapter 12, Paul talks about the different kinds and types of gifts. Then he gets to chapter 13. And he stopped talking about gifts and talk about character. Though I speak the tongues of men and of angels have not, and have no love, I am resounding gong or clinging simba. Then he comes to verse 4, chapter 14, and says, full of the charity, desire, spiritual gift, but rather that he may prophesy. So, so he starts with a gift. He comes to talk about the character, then it comes up to talk about the operation of the gifts. Because they cannot be gifts alone. In order for you to operate the gifts, you must have character. There got to be a marriage between the gifts and character for you to operate the gifts. Otherwise, what you carry can't be received by anybody. So Paul said, I talked to you about gifts, but I got to build your character. Then I can talk to you about how to operate the gift. Don't desire operating the gift when you haven't worked on your character. There got to be time where we fix our character. We work on love. How the gift operate, operate in love. It is not about carrying gift. It's about the character of integrity, the character of love, the character of gentleness, forgiveness, 
goodness, meek, kind, cannot preach your church one. Let's go deep right now and marry your gift and your character so you can operate in the church. The God will be a marriage between your weapons and yourself. Don't only desire spiritual gifts, but desire to build godly character. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody receive the word today? Come on, clap your hands, Joanna. Watch this. Watch this. Let me, let me drop it. Let me drop it. Always interested to know that life is about character. And character is built on your daily decisions. There are two kinds of character. Can we do that? Two kinds of character. There are what we call godly character and ungodly character. What is ungodly character? Ungodly character are characters built outside of God. Characters built outside of God. This character is molded by the flesh. What is ungodly character? Is a character molded by your flesh. Carnality is flesh. When I look at your mindset, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you do things, the way your mind works is very fleshy. It's very carnal. The Bible says the flesh profited nothing. Carnality profited nothing. There's no profit in being carnal, in being fleshy. It is a character molded by the flesh. It's the lust of the eyes, the, the, the lust of the flesh, and the, the pride of life. When she saw it's a life by what you see. It's all carnal. It's all flesh. It's just me, myself, and I. It is a character molded by the flesh, shaped by the world, shaped by the world. And so you build a life out of the flesh, and the world becomes your standard. So you build a certain kind of life, and you shape that life by social media, by Instagram, by Facebook, by Twitter, by Snapchat, and by TikTok, by the world standard, by BBC, Al Jazeera, CNN, by the news, the dailies, by what you hear, by what your friends have, by the standard of the world, and by the way, the world standard, if the world is your standard, then you should be unstable, because the world has never been stable. Many years ago, there were things in England that were considered illegal and criminal, but as the world goes forward, they keep on changing and changing and adapting and adapting. If the world is your standard, then I'm sorry to announce to you that your life is not standard, it's not strong, it's not builded, it's not anchored, it's not stable, it keeps on changing and changing. It is built molded by the flesh and shaped by the world and because the world is your standard and not the Bible is your standard because the scriptures is not your standard and the world is your standard. You will never find stability for the Bible said forever oh Lord your word is settled in heaven. David said your word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against you for your word is love to my feet and light unto my path for your word is quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword that your word is living to a thousand and a thousand generation your word is alive across cultures a council cultures a council a council continent whether you are in Ghana in America in China in Europe the word of God is still the same. The standard is the same. The audacity is the same. The potency is the same. The power is the same. The flow is the same. The standard is the same. It doesn't change. May your life and character not be molded by the flesh.
blessed and shaped by the word because when your life is molded by the flesh and shaped by the world you are bound to hell the devil is a liar I come against every ungodly character we put down strongholds we put down human standard we put down worldly knowledge we put down everything anti-God anti-church anti the world of God can I get a clap in the house The city, ungodly character, is molded by the flesh and shaped by the world and bound to the devil, tied up to the devil, hell bound. My God, how do we know ungodly character is a character that alienates us from God? Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 18, but having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Ungodly character is a character that cuts you from God. It's a character not connected, not rooted, not inspired by the by God. Number two is a character that makes you corrupt. My God, Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. The Bible says, Every even so, every good tree bringeth fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. An ungodly character is a character full of corruption. It's a life that's full of corruption. And corruption, whether it is spiritual, moral, or physical, or societal, or political, it is inspired by a life not connected to God. It is inspired by a life of taking security in your own self. It is corrupt. An ungodly character is corrupt. What is corruption? Corruption simply is using what is meant for this for the for the other use so anytime you don't use what god gave you for the you are corrupt corruption is a life that is built on corruption number three an ungodly character makes you lovers of pleasure second timothy chapter Second Timothy chapter three and the verse number four. The Bible says, "Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God." And an, an, an ungodly character is a character that makes you love pleasure more than you love God. You are deeply rooted in yourself. What to pacify you? What to make you happy? You don't even think about what God has got to say about it. You are self-centered by the way all of sins is embedded in self the bible says seek thou great things for thyself seek them not number next point an ungodly character makes you sell yourself unto sin it's a life sold unto sin first king chapter 21 and the verse number 20 in the bible said and Elm said unto Elijah has thou found me oh my enemy and has and he answered I found thee because thou sold thyself to work evil in the sight of God an ungodly character is a character built to sin. You are sold to sin. Some are sold to God. Some are sold to the Holy Ghost. Some are sold to prayer. Some are sold to passion of God. But others are sold to sin. They are very passionate to do evil. Excited to do evil. They are very motivated. They are very provoked. They are always thinking evil. They are sold to do evil. That's the character built out of ungodly character and finally it's a character that makes you rejoice in the sufferings or the affliction of other believers Psalm 35 and verse number 15 the Bible says my God Psalm 35 verse 15 Bible said but in my adversity they rejoice and gather themselves together yea the objects gather themselves together against me and I knew it not they did tear me and cease not. Tell somebody, say you will not be a laughing stock. 
for ungodly people to mock at you. Come on, sister, I declare over your life, you will not be ungodly. You will not be a mocker. You will not be you, so you will not be a subject of mockery for those who hate you to laugh at you. Come on, clap your hands right now. There are people who rejoice when others are suffering. They get excited to see people suffer. They, they have no conscience. They are excited just because you are suffering. Ungodly character. Now let's look at godly character. This means living your life before God, fearing only him, seeking to please him alone, no matter how you feel or what others say or do. Living your life before God. Living your life as though God is constantly watching. Not being afraid, but, but living a life before God. That when you look at left, right, back, and front, and there was nobody there, there's one that neither sleep nor slumber. He's constantly watching. Come on, clap your hands right now. Oh, you're not excited. You're not excited. Anybody excited right now? Living your life before God. Fearing only God. Seeking to please him alone. No matter how you feel. And especially what others may say or even do. Because not everybody will be comfortable with that life you are building. Not everybody will clap for you. Not everybody will say you're doing well. People judge you, criticize you, insult you, abuse you. They'll make you feel you are crazy. But at this point of your walk with God, you say it doesn't matter anymore. I'm sold to God. It doesn't matter what others say or do or don't do. I am what I am by the grace of God. What matters is God being pleased with me. What matters is me following God. And God said, that's my son and that's my daughter. You're clapping the second house right now. That is why. That is why. People with character. People with godly character have what? Integrity. What they say comes from a heart fully dedicated to God. Because what is integrity? Integrity means inner wholeness. Inner wholeness. It's not pretending. It's not lying. It's not, it's not, it's not a make-to-believe life. It's not trying to compete with others. It's not posting what is not real. It's not trying to compete with the world. It's not trying to make the whole world feel you are on top when you are going through stuff. What is integrity? Integrity is inner wholeness. You are whole in your inside. You are cleansed inside. It's a life of inside out, not outside in. Many are living their life outside in. Their outside influences their inside. They are so concerned about the outside that they don't take time to deal with matters of the inside. What people think. How many followers I have. What I wear. What shoes I'm carrying. What bag I got on. Where I live, when your soul, there's no peace, there's no joy, there's no witness, there's no wholeness, there's no love. You are struggling, can't sleep at night, there is torment, your conscience is under attack. A godly character is a character number one of integrity, inner wholeness. The Bible said, though the outward man perish, but the inner man is renewed day by day. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I preach your church right now? Your inside is healed. Your inside is cleansed. Your inside is delivered. Your inside is saved. There is purity of heart. Your soul is at rest. Your soul is at peace. You are not tormented. You are not harassed. You are not disobeying God. In the wholeness. This is why God, by His Holy Spirit, directs us to become a Him. It's taking a person, person of Christ. Godly character is Joseph saying no to Potiphar's wife and going to prison for being honest and chaste. Did I hear someone shout, I'm into that one? Tell somebody, by the way, that you have godly character does not mean the whole world will love you. Oh, you didn't want to say, by the way, your problem is that 
just because you are good, you think everybody is good. As a matter of fact, when you live godly character, it tells, it tells, as a matter of fact, when you live a godly character, you miss Mrs. Potiphar, who want to compromise you, set you up, have you do what you don't want to do, and if you take a stand in the office, take a stand on your job, take a stand in this world, they will attack you, criticize you, and sometimes end up in prison, but Mrs. Potiphar and Mr. Potiphar may have tried Joseph and found him guilty, but the Bible says, and the word of God tried Joseph and found Joseph not guilty and from being a head boy in Potiphar's house and from prison he became the head boy in the whole land of Egypt there is reward in integrity there is power in integrity there's promotion when we take a stand for God it may take a bit long but wait for it for God is not a man that he should lie the devil is a liar as we wait we build patience as we wait we build long suffering as we wait, we get not bitter. As we wait, we become better. As we wait, God will honor his word over your life. Can I get ten people in the house who can just slap their hand like Joseph in the house? Hear me, church. Godly character is like a character, it's like building a cathedral. It's built day. By day, day at a time, stone at one time, with patience, deliberations, and all and all the while seeking to follow God, step by step, we build the plan. It's like building a cathedral. You don't get up to build a day. Tell somebody, work on yourself. Tell us to say, say you made a mistake. Pick it up again. I might bless you some of this morning. Say, you made a mistake. Say, you are building a cathedral. It's not built in a day. Say, one day at a time. Every minute count. Every hour count. Every moment count. And I keep on laying bricks. Upon bricks. Upon bricks. And upon blocks. And upon blocks. It's coming up. It's going up. Sometimes, you don't see it. But keep on doing it. Keep on building. One of these days, it will become a formula huge, strong edifice of a, of a cathedral with the character of God you are building the devil is alive one day at a time clapping is sick for a Christian watch this for a Christian healthy, holy, godly character is formed by making scriptures the standard of your inner being obeying what he says it comes from faithfully spending time before God in worship, in prayer, and gladly making sacrifices and willing to serve others. Paul sum it up by saying in the book of Acts chapter 23 verse 1, Paul says what? Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. My God, what a powerful statement. Men and brethren, men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. May that be your prayer. Now that's not being boastful. That's not being arrogant. Now that's not bragging and saying I'm so good. Because when Paul said it, he actually revealed it by saying I am what I am by the grace of God. By the way, character is built out of grace. It's by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. James said, James chapter 4 verse 6 says, but he gives grace to the humble. But he gives grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It is God that will grant you grace to be humble. May God grant you grace to build the character you so godly desire. Your clapping is sick in the house. Come on, go now. The life cycle, according to Samuel, smile said, 
it has been said, sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an action and you reap a character. Sow a character and you report a destiny. I love someone's smile. He says what? Sow an action. Sow what? A thought. You reap an action. Actions are product of both. Sow an action. You reap character. And sow character. You report destiny. There is a Chinese proverb, I believe, I want to just say it because even though it was said it's a Chinese proverb, I believe that there's a scripture revelation to it. It says what? If there's righteousness in the heart, how do you get righteousness in the heart? Jesus. So it's a Chinese proverb, but they don't know that. I, I want the crowd to come. Come. How many of you love illustration? I love illustration. How many of you love illustration? I love illustration. I love illustration. Come here. Give me a song. Okay. Okay. Take the microphone. Please come here. Let's see, let's see the keyboards. Let's see the basses. Let's see the drama. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do something quickly. Hear me. I finish with this. I'm saying that Chinese proverb says what? If there's righteousness in the heart with Jesus, there'll be a beauty of character. When he gets into your heart, when Christ gets into your heart, you begin to build a beautiful character. If there's a beautiful character, there's a beauty in character, there'll be harmony in home. If there's harmony in home, there'll be order in the nation. If there's order in the nation, there'll be peace in the world. I say it again. If there's what righteousness in the heart, there'll be what? Beauty in character. There will be beauty in character. If there's beauty in character, there will be what? Harmony in the home. If there's harmony in the home, there will be what? Order in the nation. If there's order in the nation, there will be what? Peace in the world. But I tell you what, even though they say, even though they say, if there's righteousness in their heart, they cannot be, we Christians know that there's no righteousness without Christ. So righteousness in heart means when you accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, he comes to your heart. It starts with Christ. When he comes in, he begins to build righteousness in you. And once there's righteousness, I tell you what, you're in a good place. Christ in you is a hope of what? You're clapping and second right. Watch this. I love this one that says what? If there's righteousness in the heart, there'll be what? Beauty of character. Okay? If there's beauty of character, there'll be what? Harmony in the home. Sing a song, let me see. And I will not be silent I will always worship hold it, hold it. you what, 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 what is this? This is harmony harmony yes can we sing together? I want to go and I will not be can you rise up to your feet? Lift up your hands. Anybody enjoying the worship right now? As long as I'm believing now. With your hands lifted. I'm breathing. I will know. Do you know what happened when it's harmony? Harmony is when different people come together to sing and the song is in is in tune is in order is in key that's harmony and so long as there's harmony we all enjoy you know, you know something whenever there's harmony you don't even see the people singing all you see is atmosphere <laughs> when there's harmony you don't care about anything. What do you care about? You, you flow. You flow in the atmosphere because there's harmony. There's harmony. There's a flow. There's a jaw. You, you, you are soaking the atmosphere. You are soaking. <sighs> you, you'll be surprised what people do in worship. People are crying. They don't care. Okay. Sir. Harmony. Okay, sing. Let me spot the song. Let's see. And I will not you know you know oh, Jesus. Jesus. You don't understand. You don't understand. You see, you see, you see, you see. Beautiful song is beautiful because different people with different voices have decided to have a flow in harmony. Different characters. Okay. Characters of gentleness, kindness, love, 
patience, long sufferings, meekness, humility, purity, prayer. Whatever, whatever it is. They come together to form a flow. Let one character go off. Sing. And I <laughs> nah. In the beginning, I'm singing well. Continue. I will always worship you. Worship you. Worship you. As soon as, watch it. As soon as one goes off, you don't hear the harmony again. Your focus now goes on who is going off. Who is distracting the song? Who is the devil? There is just one character that distracts the flow, that stops the oil, that stops the influence. So long as there is harmony, there is beauty, there are different people, but we don't even know who is singing because we are enjoying the atmosphere. One goes off and we are hearing the one who is going off because there is a distraction in the atmosphere. One character destroys the flow of the atmosphere and the joy. May God build you together as a cathedral made up of different form of character that God has built you. May God bless you and preserve you for us to have a harmony in our lives in Jesus name. If I were you I'll clap my hands well and I'll give God a better praise. Thank you very much guys.